Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. We are doing Casey's favorite type of episode. Yes, we are, Matt. This is one of those episodes. Actually, up until you text me this morning, I didn't even realize I forgot what we were doing today. I was like, am I supposed to have something prepared? I was I was thinking like ideas on the fly, like what could we do? And then I, he texts me. So this is one of those episodes and we haven't done one in a while, but they are a staple of our show. Uh, this is like a hot take convince me uh, podcast. So this is basically when one of us comes on fully prepared, in this case, Matt, and he has a couple or a hot take where he's trying to convince me of something. And I've done it with him as well. Like I've done the Tusker House episode. He did the Incredibles. There was a whole bunch of stuff. That was there. one of our like um, that was one of the first episodes we recorded was was my really Incredibles was. is is and I still stand by it. You know, I gotta say before I go forward, when I go to sourcernetwork.com and I click on the Beers and Ears podcast page, I am amazed at the amount of content we put out a that lot we of have content. produced and it's so bellwether like it, it, it or not bellwether it's it's so evergreen like it, it it there's not a lot of newsy content in there i gotta say so um for my clients i've created so whenever someone books with me I, I started this thing where i gave them a bunch of i call it the client resource page right well there was so much content for walt disney world that i've created a separate walt disney world client resource page and i've got it set up to where okay you're over 90 days out look at this you're within 90 days look at this you're in si- i've started using some of our podcasts as nice. well as resources be like hey listen to this podcast on genie plus yeah or listen to this podcast on tusker Hot. like so there's all kinds of fun stuff on you that. better bet and- that i'm going to be listening to genie plus podcasts when i go like okay 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 how does this work what's going on well and i'm excited so for those of you who who are part of the Monday Magic community for uh, Magical Memories by Casey, I try to put out a new article every week. It doesn't always happen, but I send out one email a week, typically on Monday, with a new article. So I've just started a new series that hits this week. So tomorrow, we're recording Sunday, but for those of you listening, it, it, it hit yesterday. Um, but I'm starting a new series where I am I am going through park by park, the domestic parks, the the not only the Disney parks, but also the Universal parks. And giving kind of a, a primer, like, here's what you need to know, and here are the top seven things I recommend in each park. So I start tomorrow, or if you're listening to this, yesterday, with Animal Kingdom. Okay, nice. And so it's a really fun um, thing. Okay, real quick, um, a, a couple of things. I, I want to uh, round back to last week's episode, which was... Uh, you and I got to play kind of like armchair Imagineers. Yes, kind yes. Of a lot of fun. Sorry it was a little late, everybody. It was a really busy week last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, friend of the pod, Sharif, texted me. And uh, uh, clearly this thing must have like uh, hit him a little bit. Because remember, Sharif used to work mm-hmm. right there on Main Street USA. Yeah, yeah. So this is, what he, this is what he said. And it just, it touched my heart because this is what, you know, we think of Disney as this ginormous organization but you gotta remember, there are still people who work mm-hmm. there, and and I love this. So, so what he said, I worked in the confectionery, and at the time, everything fresh that was sold there was made backstage of the confectionery, and we worked on it all day. There was an older Hispanic woman that worked there, and she had been there for so long she could do just about anything. If she saw a kid was really into it, uh, into what she was working on, she would take the kid behind the counter and teach them. Thirteen years later, when I visited with my family, I saw her. 
And she ran from the kitchen to hug me. She was Disney magic. This episode unlocked core memories and I was getting emotional thinking about it. And I had to share. That's so I just cool. think that's so cool because I, I remember reading a story. I don't think this is Walt Disney world, but Disneyland that the churro recipe is an actual family recipe from a former cast member who was one of the opening day cast members who worked there, a family churro recipe that, is, that had been passed down from generation to generation that is used in the parks to this it's crazy. day. Isn't it's crazy. that crazy? It's crazy. Just, it's crazy to it's think so cool. that this family company, because remember, that's what it was, mm-hmm. you know, years and years ago. It was a family small business, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And now it is, you know, one of the most powerful organizations in the world, but it, it still has the roots of that family feel, which is why they're able to connect with so many people. Yeah, it's, I, um, I was on Twitter scrolling through Disney Twitter the other day and someone posted that, um, you know, with Universal's epic announcement, Disney's got to figure out something fast. And, we, and we've shared those sentiments on the podcast. I think we agree to some degree. But I was just reading through the comments on that. And so many people were like, nope, never. Disney, there's something different. Universal will never be able to match what Disney does. And they're not talking technology. They're not talking rides. They're not talking attractions. There is something about the feel, the the overall experience that you get at Walt Disney World. Um, I, I told you all, uh, Nate and I are going down next month. We're taking a trip. And I was planning, I was going to take a one day excursion over to Walt Disney or over to Universal Studios because I can get a, as a travel agent, I'm able to get a comp as one of my biz- benefits. But I had to look to see how much it would cost to get Nate over there for a one day. So I, I again, have an ability to get a, a travel agent benefit with him, but it's only, it's not a one day, it's a three day. So it's half off, but it would be a waste. We're not going for three yeah, days. Exactly. So I, I was looking at just what a one-day park-to-park ticket for Universal Studios would cost. We all complain about how much Disney is. Take a guess how much a one-day park-to-park ticket would be for one adult. Let's go 123 No, $235. Whoa! <laughs> Disney is actually cheaper. A one-day park hopper at Disney was two oh six. Whoa! Four parks, two parks. I, I haven't like, calibrated I, for inflation. I'm still living in five I, years ago. I, well, I but the honest truth was, I was thinking, okay, I could swallow 120, 140 yeah. bucks. I'm cool with that. I, but that's again, we've talked about avoiding that split trip. This is what I'm talking about. If you're going down for Disney, go for Disney. If you're going down for Universal, go for Universal because the longer you stay, the less you pay overall. I just, I, I was like, I can't justify $235 no. for a one-day excursion. For one day. For, for, and for, for half the rides that I'm probably not going to be able to ride anyway because I'm bigger, right? I thought it'd be fun. It's been 10 years since I've actually been to Universal Studios. Yeah. I will figure out a way to get down there again. I will. Um, but I just, I was, I was like, this can't be real life. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So but yeah. anyway, um, so on to the topic at hand. Yes. Okay. So I would turn it over to you, my friend. Yes. Okay. So this first part is not the convince me or not anything. This is a random. Oh, that's right. Thought. You have a rant. You have well, a rant it's, to go. It's kind of a rant, but not really. Um, okay. It's more of a hilarious thing that I, that I just, I just had to like, it hit me today. It hit me this okay. week. I'm driving, driving to the, driving to work, 
And, uh, you know, and, and somehow in, um, or no, I was at work. So I was at work when I heard the song. I was like, why would I listen to this mm-hmm. song? Or anyway, um, and uh, uh, Rihanna's Shut Up and Drive came on. Shut and I was, and drive, yeah. And drive, I was like, oh, drive. this song, this song was in, you know, Wreck-It Ralph. This is a, so, you know, that's, that's kind of anything, you know, uh, uh, alerts me to anything Disney. Um, that's how my brain works. But then as I was listening to the lyrics, I'm like, how in the world did this this song like they put why did they put this song in here? So let me just do one of my favorite things in the world, which is to read you some song lyrics. Oh boy. Um oh okay, boy. here we go. Uh I've been looking for a driver who is qualified. So if you think that you're the one, step into my ride. I'm a fine-tuned supersonic speed machine, got a sunroof top and a gangster lean. And then uh so if you feel me, let me know. Come on on now, what you waiting for? My engine's ready to explode, so boy. start me up and watch me go. And oh then boy. the chorus goes, get you where you want to go, if you know what I mean. Got a ride oh that's smoother than a limousine. Can you handle the curves? Can you run all the lights? If you can, baby boy, then we can go all night. Because oh I'm boy. zero to 60 in 3.5. Baby, you got the keys. Now shut up and drive. That song is not about driving. Like it, hey, um, uh, Apple Podcast, we are officially are changing our rating from G to PG, <laughs> maybe even PG thirteen. Um, that to those of you under thirteen, that song is absolutely about driving. To those of you over thirteen, okay, maybe not. <laughs> Why did they put that song in there? What? what well, I got to admit, okay, I I don't know how you. <laughs> I'm actually blushing a little bit talking about. Okay, so. I don't know about you, but I don't really listen to the lyrics of songs. Like I listen to the tone, the oh, yeah, tempo, yeah, yeah. The, the tone is the, very the great. Instrumentals and stuff, and 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 even the chorus to some degree, right? I did not realize how dirty that song was. Oh yeah, and it 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 goes on. I can read you more, but oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we don't want to go to an R-rated NC seventeen rated podcast at this yeah, point. Good lord! Like I it, like, again, I had always just heard the like you know. Again, like you said, like it's an upbeat thing. It's it, it feels like a driving thing. But I'm like, of all the songs about driving, which there's there's many songs about driving that you could have chosen. Now maybe it didn't fit the theme and yada yada yada. But I'm like, like that was the song. Did someone just Google like songs about driving? And someone went, Oh, Rihanna, shut up and drive. Let's do I, it. I'm, I'm gonna say something as somebody who produces content for both personally here is a hobby, but also professionally. I produce a lot of training videos and stuff. I will tell you that the choice of the background song that I put in sometimes is very much just the mood that I'm in. So I'm fairly certain whoever picked that song probably was just ride around central LA, you know, windows down, jam it out, you know, with the uh, with their with their with their hand <laughs> atop the, the the steering wheel. Shut up and this would be perfect. This would be perfect for Vanilla. Iger, Iger, we got to put this song in here now. Don't worry about the lyrics. We just it's a shut up and drive. That's what this is about. Call and then it gets right it. now. Let's get the rights. I guarantee you, that's probably how this this just, I, found I, itself because it was... that song was out before the movie came. Oh out. yeah, I mean oh, that yeah. song's been out for a long time. Yeah, that's that's a um, much older song. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I I, I, just, I know I, just, I know like, going, I, what in the world. Ellen DeGeneres used it for a long time when she gave away like cars and stuff on her her show. They would dance to it. So I I, I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> I, if I'm not mistaken, they might even had Rihanna on to sing the song. I don't know. 
but that is hilarious. So not so, so much a rant, but I definitely that was that was yeah. Good. So yeah, you know, that was just random musings that I had while I was you know at work. That is hilarious. All right. Well, um, yes. I okay. So I've you. got I've I've got a Parks one, and this is let me. I have to be very clear about this one that this mm-hmm. is a Walt Disney World specific. Walt okay. Disney World specific because okay. if I say what I'm about to say and you think I'm talking about Disneyland, you might reach through the podcast and and choke me out. Um, okay. Huh. Uh, okay. Here we go. Fantasyland is awful. It's really bad. It's it, it's just full of bad stuff. So again, talking about Disney World. So. Let's look at just some of the things. I don't even that... I don't even know where to start. I'm just I'm processing that you're okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So it's got and, and it, it's it's got like kind of nice stuff. Like I mean, it, let, let's look at some uh, um, let's look at some non-ride things. Um, you know, you've got the princess fairy tale thing, which is very nice. You've got enchanted tales with enchanted tales with Belle. Very nice. Um, you've got Mickey's Philhar Magic. Very delightful. I think the 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 best part about that land is the like more show based things. I think Enchanted Tales with Tales with Belle is very underrated. I think that we talked about Mickey's Philhar Magic, really quality show, and same thing with like you know the Princess Meet and Greet stuff like that. Um, outside of that, it, all of the rides just are like, eh. So let, let's start. Let's start with It's a Small World. It's a Small World is. The Disneyland version is your original with the with the iconic facade. This is just kind of like thrown in this building and like here's it's a small world. And I'm like it, it feels like I'm getting the like you know store-bought brand of it's a small world. And so like this this may be blasphemous, but if they took that out, I'm honestly not that upset about it as long as it stays in Disneyland. Because that's the facade when you, when when anything comes out of it's a small world, that's the facade we think about. So you've got an iconic ride that isn't like the original iconic; it's a remake of the iconic. Okay. Then you've got uh, then you've got uh, Peter Pan's flight, which has a super long wait time for. I mean, I guess the London part is really cool and you can like, it feels like you're flying kind of, but otherwise it's like, this is really not that excellent of a ride. You just kind of go through and see some Peter Pan characters and there we are. Like it's, it's fine, but am I waiting an hour and a half to two hours to get that? No. Like, could we upgrade that with something? Maybe. Um, then we have, uh, uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride, um, that ride exists. It's again, fine. Like if you have people that like Winnie the Pooh, if you have kids, it's a fun time, but I wouldn't call that like a, like if someone's saying I'm going to Disney World, I'm like, Oh, you know what? You need to pull out all the stops for the Winnie the Pooh ride. Uh, like it, it, unless the wait's like five minutes, don't go on it. Um, you can skip it. Um, can I ask you a question? Are, are you, are you viewing this through the eyes of an adult or through the eyes of a kid? I mean, I'm because I feel you, like I, I feel like like everything you said so far as an adult, yeah, like I'm not like beating down the the hatches to go on Peter Pan or Small World or Winnie the Pooh, but in the same regard, if I've got a five or a six year old, they're gonna love those attractions. I, yes and no. I guess I mean yes, th- this is a more adult 
focus, okay. but even let's okay. flip it on a kid. Peter Pan's creepy. And, and, and I, I don't hear many kids saying, man, Peter Pan is sure my favorite. Um, it's a small world is needs explaining. If I'm five, I'm like, okay, there's uh, like a bunch of, okay. uh, like, I, I don't know. Like it just, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't to me land as well. Um, I suppose something like Winnie the Pooh again, if you're, if your kid is like, you know, when we went with my kids, we went on the Winnie the Pooh ride because they love Winnie the Pooh. So fine. I just think there's part of it also is though, can we, okay, you need a Winnie the Pooh attraction. Can we make it more fun? Like, can we make it more fun for adults too? Like that's, Disney has made a living on this. This is not just kid content. This is something that everyone can enjoy. And there's just, there's, there's just better versions. Um, okay. And then you've got, um, uh, then you've got Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which, you know, we have been on this pod saying that this is a, a very overrated Roller coaster. Although we we are in the minority on that one, I will say I, we are I, in the minority. That it sounds like me. I it sounds well. I, I'll tell you the fact that it commands the weight that it commands, the fact that it's a rope drop for most people, that people still buy the individual lightning lane for it, does tell you that we're in the minority. I, I'm with you. I think it's a roller coaster. It's in the middle of the park. There's some pretty fun technology with it, but it's not one that I'm beating down the drum for. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah, it's just um, it's 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 okay. it's it, again moments, but in terms of like it's short and you wait yeah. a long time, and so I'm just kind of feeling like the experiences are very very good there. I I, I think that you know kind of yeah, you but you tr- also missed several other attractions. You missed Dumbo. You missed Goofy's but, Barnstormer. You missed Ariel's Under the Sea. Like those are also some like. Ariel's Under Sea is like one of the best attractions in Fantasyland. It's an amazing attraction. So I I guess uh, Barnstormer and Dumbo, I'm counting in like that's that's in the like storybook circus area. That's still Fantasyland. I understand that. that I understand that that's still like technically Fantasyland, but like that to me is a different area. Like that's its own. That's got its own feel. Um. Uh. Uh. I. I. I think and um, do you like that area? Do you like the story? I like the circus area? area. I think yeah. that's themed very well, and I think that that's very fun because that's it's it's it's. I think that Goofy Barnstormer is a really fun roller coaster. If it's especially for like kids who are doing their first roller coaster. Cause it's, oh, it's a junior, it's a junior coaster. Yeah, it's, it's a junior it's, coaster. That, it's what it's referred to. It's like when you think about all the roller coasters that are at Walt Disney world, that would be the first one you should bring someone onto my second. I think from there, the step up is slinky dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there you can pretty much hit the rest of them. You can hit, you know, big thunder mountain. You can hit space mountain. You can hit um, um, expedition Everest. Um, and then I guess at that point you graduate up to, you know, Aerosmith and probably guardians of the galaxy and Tron. Yeah. So yeah, to me, yeah, to me, that just, that just feels like a separate area. Um, I guess the teacups okay. are kind of involved in this as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, the teacups are in and, there as well. And that, that one I'm okay with uh, that one again, I'm okay with like iconic attraction. If you like the spinny things like that's fine. I guess what, here's what's ironic about this, Matt, is that, you know, you mentioned Disneyland, you know, if you're thinking, di- here's the thing. If you don't like most of the attractions, because everything, most everything you just talked about, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, Little Mermaid, um, uh, those three are, are what are considered like classic dark ride attractions. Disneyland has like 10 of those. 
So that's all they are. In fact, they're Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, uh, Daring Adventures of Pinocchio, um, Alice's Alice's Adventure Through Wonderland. Like they're that. They are literally you sit in this little two person car and you go on a track, basically ride through the story. So I, I, I would say it, of the two, Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World is more diverse than Disneyland's Fantasyland. Yes, um, but I think Disneyland does have more, and I think that's what leaves me with, anytime I'm in Disney's, Disney World's, fan, Walt Disney World's Fantasyland, I'm just left with wanting more. I Because the other big thing there is the carousel, and I'm like, fine, a carousel. I can go to, to anywhere and ride a carousel. Um, it just, it, with a company that has made their mark on, like, fantasy based things like that this is this is you know fairy tales and other stuff like that are their bread and butter it feels like Fantasyland should be the place that i want to hang out um and i, I mean even for even as a as a kid that was like not the place that i was like yeah let's go to Fantasyland, like adventureland tomorrowland all those places are just more interesting and have characters and all this other stuff. And I think that Fantasyland's just kind of, it, it, it just is a little tired. It needs a little bit of a, uh, some juice. And I don't really know what that is. But I just think every every time I go on a ride in, in Walt Disney World's Fantasyland, I'm just like kind of disappointed with it. I'm just like, ah, you know. So, okay. This is one of those times where I, I'm going to both agree and disagree with you at the same time. I'm going to, I'm going to agree. I'm going to start with the disagreement first. Let me start there. I'm going to disagree with you in that the whole idea that Walt had when he first envisioned Disneyland was a place of, a place that both parents and children could experience thrill, not thrills, but experience something together, excitement together, yes. beyond together. Fantasyland fulfills that promise in every way. There is not one attraction, Seven Dwarfs probably excluded, that cannot be experienced by both adults and children of the smallest age. I mean, most attractions in Fantasyland don't even have a height requirement. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is designed on purpose. Disney, in a lot of ways, has become a victim of its own success. You can't be the first and be a trailblazer, and be the number one, and be as successful as you are with the experiences that you've had without those experiences at some point becoming tired and worn. But then you're faced with a problem. Do we get rid of them to build something new and anger our base, right? Or do we keep them to keep our base happy, but run the risk of the reputation being these attractions are tired and worn. And, and they're the only company that really has to, to worry about this. Yeah. When Cedar point rips out one of their roller coasters, people no, for a second cares. might be upset, <laughs> but then they move on because it's the next big roller coaster. Nobody cares when universe. Do you realize that universal Orlando universal studios has no opening day attractions left in its park? Now not that that one. is a little bit more of a point of connect, not quite as much as Disney, but I don't think it is. I mean, there's some people who wish they could go on the Back to the Future ride, but I guarantee you, if you were to go on it today, you'd go, "Oh my God, this thing is 
outdated. The Jaws ride broke down half the time, yeah. right? My that point is, is that 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 Disney has to walk this tightrope because they've got a very we we know it a, a somewhat a temperamental toxic, base. <laughs> I say a toxic fan base, but yeah, temperamental, toxic, whatever you want to call them. Now that said, I am on the record on this podcast saying that I would be okay if it's a small world and Peter Pan's flight went away and they did something differently in those areas. But here's where, finishing up my disagreement, then I'll move into your agreement. I think that Walt Disney World's Fantasyland is by far, hands down, better than Disneyland's Disneyland. And this is coming from somebody who's been to both. Disneyland's Disneyland, or Fantasyland, is just all dark rides. I mean, there's a couple. There's, like, there's the storybook canals. Yeah. Uh, it's a Small World is there. Um, but for the most part, it's all dark rides. Walt Disney World's Fantasyland is so much more diverse you have starting from starting from over there you have um it's a small world peter pan's flight mickey's philhar magic which is hands down better than the disneyland version they don't have any of the 40 effects at disneyland and it's also housed at california adventure i did also forget that the best bathrooms the tangled bathrooms are in (laughs) fantasy land okay yeah okay they are they absolutely (laughs) i'm not meaning that sarcastically i mean that actually like i make a point to be like i need to make a bathroom stop at the tangled bathrooms you 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 kind of short circuit the idea of the carousel but the carousel provides something that's so important the music the carousel is what inspired disneyland itself like without the carousel disneyland would not exist right it's just the music like you could replace that but I'm saying, though, without the carousel, the idea of a Disney park would not exist. Walt sat on a bench and looked at the carousel and said, I want to create something for families. That's it's fine that he they it, thought that it was a carousel, but it's still a carousel. You've got, again, you've got um, Pooh, the Mini Adventures of the Pooh. You've got the Little Mermaid ride. You've got Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Um, and then, of course, I know you don't consider it, but then you move over to Storybrooke Circus, which is still technically part of Fantasyland. You've got uh, Goofy's Barnstormer. You've got Dumbo. And then, of course, like you said, you've got all of the elements that are sca- or all the uh, experiences that are scattered in there. You have got Be Our Guest Restaurant, which is a hugely popular restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you've got uh, uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow. Whereas at Disneyland, you've got a little bit of variety there, but it's mostly dark rides. And I think that Fantasyland gives us or gives Disney one land that little kids can spend the entire day in. They can spend the entire day in. Where Adventureland is a little bit scarier. I mean, yeah. my, my niece and nephew, they were scared to ride pirates. Mm. Yeah. They I mean, wouldn't, I, they wouldn't I even that. go on a mansion, you know? I, I think it's I, I think it's just a even with like my kids, I just was felt like I was just wanting wanting more. And maybe this is a maybe this is a Disney therapy moment that I needed to have with you where I, I need to this walk where, through this. <laughs> but this is where I, I want to go the opposite side now, the agreeance part of it, where I do agree with you and the idea of wanting more for a company, as you just said, that has built the reputation on fantasy and magic, the latest the latest IP built in to Fantasyland is an IP that was made 12, 13 years ago. I don't know when Rapunzel came out. Uh, was it yeah, 2009. 2010? 2009. Okay. 20, no, so, 2010. 2010. 10. Okay, so 14 years ago. The latest IP. And it is a bathroom. Where is Enchanted? Not Enchanted. Encanto. 
Where is Encanto? Where is Luca? Where it where 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 where's um Raya Coco, and the Last Dragon? Like, you know, where's yeah, Coco? Raya, yeah. Where where's any of those fantasy elements? Where's the wit? Where's Disney Wish anywhere in the parks right now? Even a character meet and greet, right? For 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 the 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 the, folk, the, the characters from that. There's nothing. So I would agree with you. I think one of the reasons why maybe you feel like you're left with nothing is that the attractions themselves are based on properties decades ago. Like where's the frozen attraction in Fantasyland? Where's I, I Anna mean, and Elsa? You have them over in Epcot. I, like, I get that. I get it. Yeah. But like, like I'm with you. Like why? And I, I get that you have the princess meet and greet. Why is there not a princess based ride? Yes. Like yes. why? Like even just a dark ride. I don't care. Um, Like, but just it's or, cool to put, put the different castles in you, you've got you've got cinderella's castle you've got rapunzel's towel tower you've got the beast castle yeah you kind of sort of got ariel's castle yeah, ariel's Eric's castle there, there right but give me give me um um the the ice castle give me give me a version of sleeping beauty's castle off in the distance we don't even have to go to it just let me see it make yeah. it part of the landscape right i i do think that is maybe part of what you're experiencing, which is a lack of current contemporaneous intellectual property could infuse some newness into that park. Well, and, and I'm looking at it from a, from a kid's perspective, too. Like, I, let me look at my kids. If I'm taking my kids into Fantasyland right now, what are my kids into? My yeah. kids, well, right now, this this is a side note. Right now, we're into High School Musical, um, oh like like hardcore. Um, okay. And so uh, <laughs> uh, I have High School Musical stuck on my head all the time now. Um, anyway, uh, but like they're into Wish. They know all the music from it. They love the characters yeah. from it. Um, but even let's go like more recent. I mean, they love Frozen. They love Tangled. They love like it's it's these are the things that they're into. And so if I'm a kid walking in and you're telling me I got to go on a Peter Pan ride, maybe I've never seen Peter in the pan because, you know, it, it, it's, you know, kind of creepy and weird. Um, you know, definitely dated, Def definitely def a product definitely of its dated. time. <laughs> um, it just is. Um, and even like, OK, yes, Snow White, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, that's Snow White, but it's not a snow white ride. Um, and so it just, I'm, 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 I think I'm just, it's, it feels very flat and I'm wanting to like, I, I like with, with, with my kids, I was way more excited to take them on, um, like some of the, some of the other rides, like, uh, um, um, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm losing my train of thought and I'm, it's going to come back. Which, it's which, come which back. land? Um, um, I was way more excited to take them on like, um, jungle cruise or something like that mm -hmm. than that to me feels more fun and magical than what a fantasy land feels like. And now some of that is, I, I, I find it very impressive that people are able to like do this script. And like, there was one time that I was on, I was on a jungle cruise ride and it was the first time, like it was, it was the skipper was with somebody and it was the first time she had ever done the script. And I'm like, Oh, that's super cool. Um, uh, and, and just, I, 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 it needs an infusion of something. Even, even if you were to like retheme the carousel and get different, like, mm -hmm 
like uh, you could ride Pascal and you could but ride. Again, though, but again, you're 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 going to be dealing with that temperamental fan base that that. Oh, my God, you want to you know, people are already hissy about bringing intellectual property into parks when it used to be non IP related stuff. Dis- I don't know what Disney does here. I-, I really don't. I don't have an answer here because no matter what they do, they're going to frustrate one portion of the fan base versus another. And I think, and what, you, and I I think what you have to think there is that, okay, if everyone's going to be, if, if, if no matter what we do, um, people are going to be ticked off. And, and that's not just with Disney. Like that's, that's any company you can decide. I mean, Disney could say we are dropping tickets to a dollar and people would find a way to complain about it. Well, the um, crowds are going to be the, the proud, uh, the capacity. Oh my God, there's going to be so many people. Now we're going to walk ahead. around and experience my day. Uh, have you and, seen and, the and latest so- on Disney Twitter these last couple of days complaining about the, the Genie Plus selling out and the lines being too long? It's like, this is exactly what they designed it for. Like, this is like, you're upset that people are buying it now. They're buying it because it works like yeah exactly the, 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 anyway ugh. yeah yeah just and and I'm, my thing my, I, here, again, my, if you are you. upset if you are upset about the carousel changing get out of here like <laughs> well, I, there are people, legit gripes that people, you can have about yeah. about changing a park get out of here with that one people have this this sense of entitlement or ownership over the Walt Disney company more than any company. I mean, I, I think you once equated it to people's entitlement and ownership of sports yes. and the way that people yeah, ripe so. about sports teams and stuff. But anyway, I, I don't, I don't even know if I can say that you legitimately convinced me or not, because again, I think I agree with you on some level, but I also disagree with you because I, I do think that Disney, I, 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 I don't know if there's an, a right answer here the walt disney company is it where the disney company is where the disney parks are right now is a product of their own creation yep both positive and negative and you know i know for years this there's been this call for a fifth gate and a sixth gate and i know that i mean if you legitimately think about it animal kingdom is 25 years old yeah the period that so if you just look at walt disney world park creation history right so 1971 you got Magic Kingdom, 1982, so 11 years later, you get Epcot, 1989, you get Disney's Hollywood Studios, 1998, you get Disney's Animal Kingdom. So basically, that sweet spot's about once every 9 to 13 years yeah. or so. We are double that amount of time now. Yeah. We, and, and, and the amount of crowds that they are servicing at this point is beyond measure than they ever imagined would be the case. I have never really thought to myself that a, a, a fifth gate was necessary until really recently. A, a fifth gate is absolutely necessary to handle because they're not doing enough inside of the parks at this point to to swallow up crowds anymore. They're, they're yeah. not. They're, there's, there's just stuff that's not swallowing them up. And because of that, it makes the experience in the parks that much more difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I know that's off track, but you know, no, my point I, is, is, is yeah. if we had a fifth gate, some of this other stuff could happen well because that's that's my key is like i think what you have to do with the if you're the walt disney company is make decisions based on what is going to drive people to the park um and what's going to drive the future generation to the park um you know the the we talk about this all the time on this pod where like 
what you grew up with and what I grew up with and what my kids are growing up with and what, like I grew up with Aladdin, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, all that stuff. That's not what my kids are growing up with. No, it's they, not. they like those characters and I'm sure we'll see those movies at some point, but that's not who they're growing up with. No, no, their, their Disney is Raya is, is uh, Encanto is Luca is it, even I, I, as much as I hate to say it, Elsa is not really their Disney. I mean, it is, it, yeah, not it, really. I mean, it, it is, it, it, but but it's twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. But the new you know, movie, like, but that's still that that to me ago, that say. to me is the equivalent of probably like kids in the two thousands still were you know viewing Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, those films. But as at the... a certain point, that goes away. Exactly. At a certain exactly. point, that goes away. And and again, Disney's got this rich library of IP that they can tap into. And I think tapping into the Peter Pans, the Pinocchios, the Snow Whites worked for a period until the Renaissance period came along. And then it's like, okay, now you tap into the Renaissance stuff. I don't think they ever tapped into the Renaissance stuff as well as they should have. No. Beating the Beast, Beating the Beast, yes. They, they, Beating the Beast, oh. 100%. Yeah. But they never tapped into Aladdin. They never tapped into Lion King. They never tapped into some of this other stuff the way they should have. And they're making those famous, where's Wreck-It Ralph? God, Wreck It Ralph could make such an amazing appearance in Tomorrowland. I know they had plans for him in, in Future World at Epcot, but that got scrapped because of the yeah. pandemic, right? But where's Wreck It Ralph? Where are the things that the kids, again, are growing up on? I just I do worry that um they're they're losing they're 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 in a fight that they're consistently losing and they're not even they're they're not even punching anymore. Yeah. And, and, like. and let me be clear, I'm not advocating to scrap everything in the past like i don't care like i don't care if you want to keep like okay you know what peter pan's flight is a classic attraction tinkerbell you know all the other stuff like i get it it just is what i would love to see is just this overarching of eras rather than um rather than just like well here's the classic attractions and we're never going to get rid of them and 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 that's to me just kind of a develop a stance that that's not good like they need to come out before they destroy. They just need to come out and say, look, here's the situation we have. We are battling X, Y, Z. We're battling the need for newer attractions, better technologies while balancing the needs of the past. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to say any attraction is never going away simply because it's a fan favorite or it's been here for 50 years. Honest, I, I love it's a small world. I love what it stands for. It needs to go. It yeah. needs to go. It, it, there's so that space right there could be something so much more. Peter Pan's flight. I would take Peter Pan's flight over small. Get rid of Peter Pan's flight. Like get <laughs> rid of it. Just get rid of it. Put well, something and, else and, in there. And I'm also a little bit more of an advocate for these things when there's another version in Disneyland that well, like do, that's do you think my it's keeping a small Disneyland as the legacy as the legacy park is like the that, thing. Like I I think that there is an element that Disneyland has the legacy park first park built park built by Walt Disney that has some charm to it that again as an adult and as a kid and everything like I can get into but even like I think overall like there's I think this may f- feel like kind of mailed in but hear me out here I, I wish they would have some type of attraction that like every five to 10 years, pick a time, seven years, I don't care, do the biblical thing, do seven years and do a year of Jubilee in the 50th year, um, where it gets reskinned and it's an easy reskin and it's pretty much the same ride, 
but you get different characters, different IP. It allows you to update that. And I don't care if it, it, it I don't what care they're doing, is, what they're doing to Splash Mountain, kind of. Yeah, it's exact. Exactly. But something that could even be done on a simpler base level like that. OK, Wish comes out. Let's let's go ahead and put some and put some characters from Wish in this ride, and we're gonna do a Wish ride for five years. Or you, I got gotcha. you. So it's almost like the it's almost like you build this attraction with that purpose in mind. Yes. And you know that that this iteration of the attraction will only be around for so long, and it's gonna change out to something else. And so you make it somehow where it's an easy reskin that like you can that's get this horrible. done in two to three months. There's I mean be that's some... that's not yeah that's not a horrible idea at all. I mean especially if people know. Yeah, that's what that attraction is going to be about. Right. I I mean, here's another thought, and I'm sure someone else has probably put this out there at some point. Build a Walt Disney Parks legacy park, a, a, a fifth gate that basically when you decide to bring an attraction down, it gets rebuilt in this legacy park. I, I think we even had a podcast yeah. on this at one point. Yes. You know, call it the, the, the Disney graveyard or something. They don't go there to die. They go there to be operated until they actually do die because they can't work anymore. Yeah. But you can put, it's a, and imagine, it's almost like a crossing of worlds. Imagine if you, you end up taking a really popular attraction out of Disneyland and a really popular attraction out of Walt Disney World, and now they're in the same park together. Yeah. Right. So, so you get the people who grew up on these things and they want that nostalgia, Walt Disney nostalgia park or something. They're able to go, they're able to experience it, you know, because it's older technology. Maybe it's half the price of a regular, but you keep the current technology, the current attractions the current experiences in the other parks which are your bread and butter this thing is operated do what do what um you know universal's doing over in in las vegas they're building a basically a halloween horror nights year round right yeah find a space it doesn't have to be massive find a space that you can house and it's almost like attraction purgatory for a while you pull it out okay I mean, here's my theory you pull it out of one of the standard parks you put the new attraction in its place you pull it out and it comes to the walt disney nostalgia park in las vegas which is half the size of magic kingdom and it has its run there for another five years or whatever and then once it leaves there it's gone it, you yeah. get five more years out of it and then it's gone so it gets this graceful exit and there's plenty of attractions that i think all of us could say yeah that thing it, it's time for that thing it's just, to go it's just time right yeah, like, and it's uh, it not is. saying that it's a bad ride or it didn't have a purpose or it's not a classic, but also, you know, I, I think, I think we also let our nostalgia put the we put those rose-colored glasses. Oh on, yeah, absolutely. And you go on the ride and you go, this actually really isn't that good of a ride. I'm just no. riding it because it gives me good feelings of my childhood. But to me, then with my kids, I'm going. How cool then would it be though? Like my, my kid, that that stuff doesn't mean anything to them. No. Um, you're you're reliving as... your childhood in the positive experiences that you had. There's a place in Michigan. I don't know if you ever went there called Irish Hills. Yes, I did. You ever that. go yes. there? Yeah. So okay. So I remember when I was a kid going to Irish Hills with my mom and dad and my brother. And I remember going to the house that seemingly defied gravity. Do you remember that that house? Yes, Did you ever yes, do that? Yes, absolutely. I have these really fond memories of going to Irish Hills when I was a kid. But I guarantee you, if I ever took if I ever have kids or if I ever took my Lillian Blake, they'd look at this and go, huh? What? Like, what is this? 
at the time, the technology was awesome. One of the reasons why these technologies struggle to kind of find footing with this current generation, Generation Z, Generation Alpha, whatever, you know, this up and coming, is they've basically got the equivalent of, of technology. They've got, they've got better technology in their pocket. Yeah. The, Absolutely. the reason why you can play Pokemon Go in the parks, the reason why, um, you know, augmented reality, AR reality for like, you know, the Mario Kart ride is because that's the technology they're growing up on. I'm sorry, but a Snow White scary adventure is not going to be what it was. It's it, it's 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 not going to be nostalgic be the, to them. No, it's got to be the next best thing to them. It's just going to be another thing. They're going to be on their phone. Yeah, it's it's going to be another thing that they have to do. I just I just I want to see. I, I, in general, I just want to see some more updating. And that's where like my idea of the reskin comes from is I get it. Like redoing tra- uh, uh, attractions and updating them and all stuff. It costs money. It costs time. So like, I mean, it's easy to sit here on a podcast and say, yeah, just build a bunch of new tra- uh, attractions. And I mean, that's one solution, but that costs, you know, a lot of money and time and, and all that other stuff. But I just think there's got to be a way that they can, there's a cost effective way out there to update things in little ways that um, make, make things feel a little bit more current. And even if you want to marry that whole nostalgia versus uh, you know, thing that, that to me is like the changing it off. Like, well, I, when I was a kid, this ride was Lion King and now it's this movie. And so when I went on this ride, it was Lion King. And I think we also discount, we discount, Having an experience and being able to talk about an experience that is no longer available. And that's not just mm-hmm. with theme parks. That's in general. I mean, yeah. how often do we do, do we talk about with um, a younger generation about this TV show was on mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, what like like the idea now, like think about um, I, I talk I talk to like uh, students about this all the time where it's like when we had a TV show that we were following. And it was on at Thursday, eight, seven central. Yes. You, you carved out your calendar to be available at eight, seven central. And maybe you were lucky enough to have a VCR tape recorder that was able to tape record it. But otherwise, if you did not be, if you were not on your couch, if you missed it, you had to wait till some God awful hour in the middle of the night where they replayed it. Yeah. 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 There was no way to see it again. No, it wasn't on demand. Yeah. And so that's an experience that we all had that that we have like mm-hmm. memories of that like you know a lot well, of families. And not to mention that we all have our own little media bubbles now and people pay attention to their own things. I mean in this house I got I got Nate's um my my brother and sister-in-law living with us through the end of April. It's not uncommon for one of us to be downstairs watching TV, one of us to be in the bedroom watching TV, the other two in their bedroom watching TV. All three different things. There's no experience there. I want to I want to call this out. If there was ever a time for Disney to make the switch from we're going to hang on to this stuff for nostalgic nostalgic stake to it's time to be forward looking. It is this moment. You just wrapped up your 50th anniversary. The message very easily could be we, while we appreciate the past 50 years and what the 50 years have given us and how we've built this, you know, the, these parks from the ground up, it's time to be forward looking. It's time to realize that the world has changed. Technologies have changed. Our guests have changed. In order for us to remain competitive, we have to realize that sometimes you got to replace the old 
with the new. And yeah. so moving forward, while we have a true um, um, affinity towards these things that helped build us, we're also, there's no sacred cow. There's nothing that we're just going to say that's never going to get rid of. If it makes sense for to for us to um, further the story, to continue the story in a different way, and to make Walt Disney World be continue to be number one, we're going to take that chance. That's what Disney needs to do now. They have an exact moment. The 50 years, a great threshold point. Yeah. yeah will they anger some people? Sure. They will, but I guarantee you, they will probably bring along a bunch of new people that are looking at Disney going too expensive and the experiences aren't what they used to be. Yeah. And so let's usher them. That's what Universal, Universal's not afraid to dig out an old attraction to put a new one in, right? Well, and I, I, I think, you know, there's, there's certain things at Universal that are probably on, on watch at this point, like. Alien attack, men in black. Like, I guarantee you, that's not going to be there much longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, but they're also not afraid to, like, I mean, their whole, like, Universal Monsters, that's uh, old IP. So it's not right. just about, they're like, bringing putting, a, exactly. It's exactly. not just about, but, like, I'm okay with a Snow White attraction. I'm okay with an early cartoons black and white uh, attraction. Just Except the one that I, the, the, the eating experience I brought up last week, the, the villains mixer, right? Yeah. Hosted by Cruella de Vil, a property that's 50 years old for crying out loud. Like, yeah, you like can do things old, like I that. <laughs> really? So I thought yeah. it was from the, from the seventies. Hang on. I got to look up when Dalmatians this is at least 60. One oh one. I don't Dalmatians. think it was in the sixties. I thought it was in the seventies. 1961. Oh, wow. yeah. Dang. So 40, 50. Yeah, 60-some years old, yeah, basically, yeah. at this point. Holy cow. But yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't have to be based on a brand new IP. It can still be based on an old IP, but the technology has to update. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, hopping on this 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 little ship that takes me over, these little miniatures, great nostalgia. I don't even have the nostalgia for it because I didn't grow up with it. My yeah. first experience with Peter Pan's flight was in 2010, and I was, you know, 14 years ago. I was th- 26 years old. So, like, I mean... Yeah, it just it just doesn't have that nostalgia factor yeah. for you. So I I no. just think you can you can tap into your old IP, old nostalgia, yeah. just update things, and yeah. and it'll. Feel... And again, I think Disney's got the right the opportunity to do that right now. It, they they've got to take it though, because if they don't take it, people are just going to always operate on the premise that there are sacred cows that can't be touched. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Absolutely. well, Matt, do we have anyone left listening after this? I think this is so actually long. a really good conversation. I think about I do, you I know, think so too. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I and, think it's going to lead up quite well to the topic that I brought up before our show. Yes. So sh- should we spill the beans on there? Yeah, let's spill the beans because this is going to be our big because our four year anniversary yes. is coming up in like our what three like weeks? two weeks at this point yeah, three weeks three, two weeks so yeah, like we've two been weeks. so yeah Matt four years first of all holy shnikes. Um I, I do still not remember think you were about to say sh- shnikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we already brought it to PG thirteen, right? Though, uh, holy shnikes, man! Holy shiitake mushrooms, man! Um, yeah, <laughs> I understood that um, reference. <laughs> um, no, four years ago, four years, a little longer than four years, but four and a half years ago, coming to you, folding t-shirts, Disney Store. We should start a podcast. We should call it the Beers and Ears. That sounds great. You leave the show, pandemic happens. Hey, what's a better time to start a podcast than no. during the pandemic, right? In fact, the day that we. We launched it, I believe, was the day the day that we recorded was the day I think that the state of Illinois went into shutdown mode. Yeah, like it was like, okay, we're <laughs> shutting down, doing everything. Yeah, that was when we first recorded. Yeah. 
So we're going to do something a little bit different. We've got a lot of friends of the pod who've been on. Um, last couple of years, we've done this bracket thing. And then we did like a best of episode, I think, a few years back. I had a really fun idea for Matt. And, and he's like, well, let's do this for the anniversary, which I think is fun. Um, we have a lot of friends of the pod. And a lot of our friends of the pod also have kids. Um, Sharif, I'm thinking of Aiden, right? Aiden's been listening. Hi, Aiden. I know you're listening. You listen before your dad does. Um, you know, he's been listening since the beginning. Um my brother, uh, Lily and Blake, you know, they may not listen to the show, but I know Ryan does. You've got some in your life. And so what we're going to do, we have a lot of fun talking about what could be with Disney. But Disney, in a lot of ways, is built for children. And so I want to talk to some of these kids and ask them, in the next 10 years, what would you want to see at Walt Disney World? What, what kind of attractions what kind of characters what would you want to do describe your idea yeah what is your idea i mean it can't it's it's going to be just as good if not better than ours right yeah and we're going to just do a bunch of interviews and we're going to put those on for our four-year anniversary so if you're listening and you've got a kid who you think would be able to give us some information and and would be a really good um email us at beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com message us on facebook or on instagram get a hold of us somehow yeah yeah. Um, and we would love to do a quick Zoom interview with them and put them on to hear some of their thoughts, right? Especially if they listen to the show with you and their fans. Uh, we'd love to have them on. We love talking to, to the listeners. Yeah, and, and this doesn't have to show. be a long thing. Like we're no, talking like five, no. 10 minutes, like yeah, just something most, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't just, have to yeah, worry about keeping you, a kid engaged yeah. for an hour. <laughs> and what would you like to see in the parks? Right. So um, we're going to try to do this over the next couple of weeks to get it ready for the show. Um, typically that, that, uh, that anniversary show usually airs on that Tuesday. Let me see here. This one end up airing. It looks like Tuesday, March 12th, I think. Yeah. I think that's probably that's, be that's that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or the 19th, one or the other, but somewhere oh, in there. Um, but I think this is gonna be a fun idea. So if you want to participate, let us know. Uh, and we'll get it on, get it on air for that. Um, otherwise, head on over to sorcererNetwork.com. Check out all of our latest episodes, the discontinued on display episodes. You can also check out fakesportsteams.com if you're looking to purchase some beers and ears merch or some other merchandise for some sports teams that are um, uh, non-existent but you want to root for them anyway. Go. Yes steamboats um, yeah yeah anyway i actually got a compliment on my steamboat city yesterday they said where did you get that from i'm like oh that's my, my oh. buddy it runs this website fakesportsteams.com um if you're looking to plan a trip something to think about we are in price increase watch right now right around this time of the year is when disney loves to increase their ticket prices my friends so if you are looking to plan a trip for the rest of 2024 Get a hold of me right now. CaseyWoolley.com. Uh, <laughs> fill out a planning blueprint. Prices will go up and they will go up unexpectedly and they happen overnight. Uh, so let's get it in. There's some really great pricing. There's a stay longer and save promotion going through the end of September right now for the summer. Um, I just saved um, a family of 13 Ooh. who is traveling in June. They've got three rooms at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I just saved them $2,200 off of rack rate with that promo. Yowza. $2,200. They're staying Animal Kingdom Lodge. They're doing three-day park hoppers. There's 11 of them plus two infants. It's going to be a great time, but you got to know how to how to play everything, right? So that's what I'm here for. It costs you nothing extra, uh, and I can help you with that. I um, just helped another client of mine book her... Um, 
her dining reservations. You got to realize there's an art to booking dining reservations. I was able to get her every single one of these: Topolino's Terrace, Woody's Round, or sorry, uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, Tusker House, Ohana. Garden Grill and Crystal Palace. Wow. All character meals except for Roundup Rodeo. And I was able to get them because I know what order to book them in when I when I get up at 5 a.m. to make those reservations. Dang. Yeah. That's a that's a gauntlet of some good stuff there. It really, really is. So um yeah. So find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Email us beers and ears nineteen twenty eight. I'm sorry, yeah, beers and ears nineteen twenty eight at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, beers ears nineteen twenty eight all the other ones am i missing anything i feel like we have like the, the outro is longer than the intro at yeah point. you know <laughs> find a way to contact us <laughs> there it is there it is um all right well matt you got anything else no that's it i think uh, uh it's closing time so let's raise our glasses and we will see you next time hi everybody